welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. This week, we recount Pokemon Home's myriad updates and the missteps along the way in a special segment, give thoughts on Multiverse's beta from Warner Brothers, and discuss hopes and dreams for the next installment of Mario Kart. Throw in a little Wonderlands chat, and we've got an episode. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. do we got a treat today robert green badoof guess what i did uh there's you do a lot of things and it surprises me just like uh you could have gone to the store and found something that's like been out of stock forever that's that's something that usually happens that does happen sometimes i wouldn't say that that happened today i got a few things that were in stock but no no well are you ever gonna tell us we don't got all day all right it is halfway to Halloween when this episode goes up. So I, before we went to the studio to record today, I did pay our good friend, the gamekeeper, a visit. And he let me borrow a classic book of stories uh, to, you know, peruse at my leisure. And I thought maybe we could read one on the podcast. It's from this classic little... You know, it's a little nice little paperback. You you might have heard of it before. It's called Scary Stories to Tell on Your Video Game Podcast, of which Markers on the Map is. I agree. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So let me just open up to, I know I marked the page here. This one is sure to fright and delight, as the gamekeeper would say. Although he'd probably have a, like a, a maniacal cackle to go along with it. But So, lights please. Oh boy, Robert. I'm practically quaking in my Badoof boots. You wear boots? No. I just always wanted to say quaking in my boots. Listen. The legend of the Grookey's Paw. One fateful night, Pokemon trainer Devin and his partner Pokemon Shinx were walking on Route 277 when they noticed a dim light in the distance. Thinking that it could have been someone, and it was, They approached the light. A Charmander's tail was bestowing warmth and light upon a tattered trainer, setting up camp for the night. The town was fairly far away, but Devin and Shinx were used to traveling by night. Thundershock always kept ghost Pokemon from giving them too much trouble. Hey, fellow trainer, smiled Devin as the man turned around to face him, his eyes piercing and cold. Sir, please... The man trembled. Take this. It's a mummified Grookey's paw. It will grant you three wishes. All I ask for is a few max repels and a full restore for my dear, dear Charmander. Devin didn't like max repels because they drove Pokemon away for real, but he kept a few on hand. Small price to pay for three wishes. He happily traded the items and grasped the small Grookey's paw in his hand. Three wishes, huh, Shanks? He spent his whole journey to town thinking about what his three wishes would be. Shinx had hoped for a Blu-ray copy of A-Team, the complete series, but Shinx was a Pokemon and he knew Devin simply wouldn't understand. 
In case you were wondering, Shinx's favorite line was, I love it when a plan comes together, and his favorite character was Mr. T. Shinx, old buddy, old pal, I got it, Devin smiled one morning. At first, I was thinking of wishing for the A-Team the complete series on Blu-ray disc, but then I thought to myself, I gotta think bigger, better. Shinx gave a quick sigh. One could hope. You know how I've caught so many Pokemon on our travels? They're all in different places. Some are here on the 3DS, some on the Switch. They're all in different games too, so I know what to wish for, Shinx. He grasped the Grookey's paw. I wish for a place to store all of my Pokemon. Nothing happened. Ah, well. Devin placed the Grookey's paw on a shelf, and that night, one of the fingers curled up. In the morning, Pokemon Home had launched for the Nintendo Switch. Shinx, look! A place to store all my Pokemon! It's a miracle! Devin's wish had come true, and he booted up the new application on his Switch. He messed around with the settings and soon found that there were some drawbacks to the mysterious new application. Okay, so I need the Pokemon Transporter and Bank, he said. Bank will be a small fee. Okay, now I need to buy a subscription to Home. Okay, so... Fine. Now I can start moving things. It's to be expected that you couldn't move Pokemon back to the 3DS generation, but you can't move them back to Let's Go if they've been in Shield. That'll make it tough to complete my Pokedex without relying on online trading. Ah, Shanks, it's a mess. The home application is great and all, but there are so many caveats to it. I guess I'll just put everything on there and worry about it later. So Devin made sure all of his old Pokemon were transferred over. Alright, he said triumphantly. Now they just need to add Go support, as I have hundreds of Pokemon on there, as well as nearly 50 shiny Pokemon. He glanced over at the Grookey's paw on the desk as he went to bed that night. Shinx was fast asleep. I need all my Pokemon in one place. I can't keep balancing these applications, he thought to himself. He grabbed the Grookey's paw. I wish for Go compatibility with Pokemon Home. The second finger of the paw curled up. The next morning, it was unveiled that Go functionality had been added. Shinx, it's a miracle! Shinx was notably upset. He had thought that the second wish might perchance have been for a 21-disc box set of critically acclaimed television program The A-Team on Blu-ray disc playable in any PS3, 4, or 5 console. Maybe the third wish will be a sensical one, he sighed in his own Shinx way. Oh no, Shinx. I can only send a few Pokemon over from Go each wink. This is going to take months, maybe even years, and who knows how many Pokemon I'll catch in that time. Oh my god, I can't even fathom it, my friend. I guess I can keep using the app to organize my boxes. He went to organize his boxes and noticed that the user interface was extremely cumbersome. It's a little sluggish, and I can't just move Pokemon from the search screen to a box. I have to go to that box's page and then scroll through my other boxes. I, I, I can't believe how long it's going to take to organize all of this, but I have the time. It'll take forever to transfer all my Pokemon over, and I have to remember I can't bring anything back to Let's Go after I put it on Shield, so I have to be careful if I want to finish that Pokedex, but I got this. My wish came true. Shinx saw the madness in Devin's eyes. He knew what was coming. Two new Pokemon games, the Diamond and Pearl remakes and Legends Arceus. He quivered for his friend, but he could never predict what would happen. Six months had passed since the release of those games, and there was still no home functionality. 
Devon was noticeably frustrated with this. Is it ever coming? That night, he clenched the Grookey's paw in madness, and Shinx peered from underneath his I pity the fool blanket. This was it. He knew the last wish was coming. Of course, in a moment of sheer hopefulness, he wished upon a star that Devon would use the Grookey's pod to bring into existence a whimsically mystical item. A box with four cases tucked inside, each holding around five discs. Each would represent a season of his favorite show of all time, an action-packed romp from the 80s, one that starred the likes of George Pepper, Dirk Benedict, Dwight Schultz, and his personal favorite, Mr. T, who'd also starred in Rocky III as Clubber Lang. This show was, of course, the A-Team, and Shinx knew all the episodes, but he'd only had the DVD collection for so long. The new Blu-ray edition was a fever dream of delights that the small electric Pokemon just had to have, so it brought him pure sadness when Devin wished for that darn home compatibility with the remakes and Legend games. The final finger curled. The next morning, Devin jumped for joy. His wish had come true, but that joy would not last, as a new problem arose. Oh no, there's an in-game Pokedex in Pokemon Home now, but it doesn't retroactively fill when you connect the games. And it doesn't add in any of the Pokemon you already have in Home, so you'd have to transfer them out and retransfer them. I I've completed Pokedexes in-game, and, and all of them are here, but now I have to move them and bring them back, and, and Spinda? What's wrong with Spinda? And, and... It was starting to feel hopeless. Devon fell to his knees as tears fell out of his eyes. This Grookey's paw. Why does it bring us wishes with misfortunes strewn about, Shinx? Can they ever make it easy? He shouted. Shinx placed his paw on Devon's knees. Then he spoke. As long as you got me, I got your back. Devon had to be dreaming. Pokemon don't talk, but he pet his dear friend and smiled. He put his switch in the dock. Games are meant to be enjoyed, huh, pal? Shinx nodded and replied, Shinx. That night, Devin and Shinx sat on the couch, laughing and cheering through an A-team marathon. Devin realized Pokemon Home can take as long as it needs if he felt like filling it out, and Shinx realized that he loves his friend. The Grookey's paw disintegrated into dust, and Shinx was happy to have his friend released from its evil grip. He loved it when a plan came together. The end. Ooh. That's as old as time, man. That's the story about you. You know, you can wish for so much, but if you actually get your wish, is actually what you want. And you know, all I could think of when I downloaded the newest Pokemon Home update, and you know how long I've been waiting for this, mm -hmm. obviously, is how much of a monkey's paw is it that there's like an in-game Pokedex for <laughs> for Pokemon Home now that doesn't retroactively add everything that's been in there now. So you'd have to like transfer and retransfer. It just the the only thing I could think of was like every time this game gets updated, there's always some other nonsense that comes along with it. And this was like <laughs> Oh man, it's just I wonder what would you see now if you had a monkey palm, what would be your Pokemon wish? Honestly, my only wish with Pokemon is that they make it less convoluted and complicated to do, I would say, anything <laughs> in Pokemon. There's always some, like, stipulation. They have, like, graphics and charts of how to get your Pokemon back into the old Pokemon bank and then get them onto home. Mm -hmm. And there's, like, arrows pointing to, like, different games, but, like not pointing to other ones, but then some have an arrow that goes back and forth between the two, and it's just, like... 
maybe this wouldn't have happened if all the Pokemon were in all the games. True. However, <sighs> I mean that that's a whole other problem that that's it's that's true. <laughs> that would take a lot. Like the the arguments for it or against that would would it's a whole other mm-hmm. show. But like, just the wish would be for a little less complication. I actually, what's what would game started the whole you can take your pokemon from your game into a storage and transfer it over is that since the beginning this was pokemon box ruby and sapphire which was a thing you used to connect your game boy to a gamecube mm-hmm. um your your ruby and sapphire games i believe you could play it on the tv via game boy player but i could be wrong about that but it was like a storage system where you could have pokemon from those games and like the Game Boy Advance generation basically and and kind of move them around like beyond the number you could like store in game. Now there there wasn't really a need for that you know on the DS generation when storage had probably gotten bigger. I don't know if they ever like went past 30 boxes or anything, but this is where it started getting complicated like oh you can have your Game Boy Advance games in the DS at the same time and change like take over six pokemon a day to get into the the ds game and then that turned into like oh can i you know trade between black and white or do i need to use the pokemon transporter to like put them into bank and then everything starts getting a little muddy around there in summation why can't it just be easy basically this is more of the story i guess why can't it just be easy hear me out though I do have Pokemon that I've carried ever since the Game Boy Advance games on my Pokemon home right now. There are Pokemon mm-hmm. that I've transferred over every single generation of Pokemon since, you know, 2003 when the Game Boy Advance. Because I don't believe there was a way to get your Gen 1 and Gen 2 Game Boy games onto the onto the GBA. Until, but they've, they've done that with, like, the Nintendo 3DS um, eShop versions. There's a way to bring your Pokemon over from Poke- Pokemon Transport and all that stuff. There is so much... Con- this is way too much to unpack. <laughs> it, is, it is too much. It's too complicated. Like, explaining Pokemon Home and the restrictions or, you know, maps for how to get things over from that would probably take as long as our Ghost of Tsushima episode. And and then, I, even then, I'm sure I probably wouldn't have done a great job explaining it. But I digress. That takes care of talking about Pokemon Home. <laughs> Anyway, listeners, welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. It's the weekly podcast gaming adventure where we're halfway to Halloween at the end of May. As usual, my name is Daniel, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Robert. How you been? Uh, normal. Been same old, same old. Have you been? I've been very busy. <laughs> I've actually been busier than usual, so I like I cannot say I've had a lot of time to play games this this past week i think what i did the most was um i've been going on and engaging with switch sports to kind of get their weekly costume packs Mm -hmm. and the most recent one is like a like a like a sleek black costume that kind of almost like darth vader ish so i you know i had i had to go ahead and get that but i also learned this week that um with the exception of the main items of whatever week you're on in you know quote-unquote battle passes for that game you can be grouped into different sets of items. So I think the extra items that you get that aren't the main costume are one of three sets. So somebody else might be getting different items than you. So I was upset when I learned that a couple weeks ago, one of my items could have been green hair, but I got pink instead. So now I'm like, when am I ever going to get green hair? 
There's just something, like, I need a hairstyle that looks like my real-life hairstyle, because the one I'm using just doesn't, and I'm tired of not, <laughs> since I'm playing as me in that game, I'm tired of it not looking like me, but that's a whole other thing. I, I can also say I've still only played the sword fighting in that, because it's just so funny. <laughs> See, I've I've I've, collect, I've collected so many new games. Let's say like let's say like you remember that Alien vs Predator game? Yes, I've told that you I did show you. me that you got yeah, that. I've always I wanted got to that play back. It. Rebellion that made really that one. Fun. Yeah, Sega Rebellion, all that. It, that one was really good. And then I also got see, Destroying Humans only went up to technically three games, and I I I, I did have the third one, Path of the Furon. But then I sold it, like, like an idiot. And but I, I got it back, so I got that back. Very interesting. Hopefully, with this remake, they make a fourth one, a new one. It takes place in the '80s, and I think you'll like that because it'll all be like '80s music. Yeah, I liked the first one okay too, but I, I'm interested in the second one being remade as well. That hopefully that comes out pretty soon. It's been a while since they've said anything about it, but um. And then I got that Lost World PS1 game. Oh yeah, that's right. And and back back on Destroy All Humans for a second. Um, E three month, quote unquote. Even though E three is not happening, is upon us. So like conferences are going to be happening. You know, Summer Games Fest, Jeff Summer Games Fest, the Xbox event. I'm sure there's going to be a Nintendo Direct. And crossing my fingers for a Sony event. Although like historically, I think we should assume theirs is going to come a little bit later. But mm-hmm. we could be wrong about that too. Um. Like, God of War showed off their accessibility features uh, last week, so I'm inclined to believe that that's, like, imminent. I'm thinking October, November for Ragnarok. Details are starting to get out about accessibility features. It's like, that's when you know a game is pretty much, you know, ready. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, look, it sounded like you got some pretty cool stuff lately you were showing me. It's very exciting to get, like, old, like find good finds, like, classic games like that. No, yeah, and then, um... I know this one, I, I, but I'll explain. Basically, I found a '99 uh, Transformer shirt that I think I think you'll like. Obviously, the red one. The red one, yeah. It's just like I was pretty dumb. I was like from '99. I was like, why not? Why not just pick it up? Very cool. I'm a big fan of Transformers, see, especially man, the movie. The movie. See that Bumblebee intro where it's like the first half is like peak transformers it could have been like if that was the whole movie if the movie was just like that that would have been like one of the best like things ever but oh you mean no. the live action bumblebee movie yeah the live action oh, bumblebee movie I know. that it was intro so sequence. good it had classic sound wave i think it had shockwave everyone was there it had everyone basically classic but still being like yeah th- that could be looking realistic like mechanical and stuff like that not just like yeah, a cartoon. Didn't they announce a new Transformers movie coming next next year or something? Who knows, man? The Transformers. I, I never liked the live action. I, I like them, but I don't like the fifth one, the last night, because there is just one part of the beginning when like it first shows Mark Wahlberg and the Autobots, and they're all just yelling over each other, and I got a huge headache from that scene. So I'm like, I don't like that movie. No, also, just, like there were so many like things that. they could have done with that one, and then, but like. The Dark of the Moon, I like. I think that's my favorite one. I think I used to be able to quote cool. that movie. But yeah, the original movie. <laughs> there's not much more you can say besides what a devastatingly beautiful movie. I guess <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Anyhow, we have a little bit of news this week, Robert. Not Small a lot. Amount. Yeah. Um. Let's start with a few news stories. Uh, Witcher Three, a game 
uh, I love and have been itching to replay at a nice stable 60 frames on PS5. Well, that PS5 update has been confirmed to release in quarter four this year, which is, of course, October, November, and December. I'm over here like, why did they announce this? Like, it's got to be a year, at least a year ago that they announced this. And, you know, these things are just taking too long. CD Projekt <laughs> announces things too early. Of course they always do. They always announce things way too early, but I'm not really shocked about it. Uh, that's just like their, that's their thing. That's their like calling card. And I'm just like, I had to have some kind of disappointing slash delay news this week because I, as it's far as I can tell, no week. other game has been delayed. <laughs> but like, this is just taking too long. Dude, I bought my copy of the Game of the Year edition of Witcher in preparation for this, like back before Christmas. <laughs> No, that's no. The, it, it's just sitting there in my library. I tried running it, the PS4 version, but like, I've played that game at, at 30. I'm I'm just waiting for for 60. I'm also waiting for the Resident Evil 2 and 3 PS5 editions, but I think those are coming sooner rather than later. I I have a feeling they're coming way later. You think they're coming out later? I think, I think they'll be out, out this late. summer. I haven't I don't I haven't heard anything. Oh, well, I guess mm, I think there'll be shadow drops. Summer is barely going to summer starting, so yeah, I guess there's still summer cuz I'm thinking like, ah, oh, they're going to release it like fall or something. Yeah, but, I don't yeah. think there's going to be anything special about them though, but I do think they're probably coming sooner than later. I mean, if that was the case, they should have just dropped them by now, but oh well. Got to wait for the prime opportunity maybe alongside some village dlc which also we haven't heard anything about that in a while anyway Uh, we'll see um before we get to the kind of a bigger news story um we have two tinier ones um one is that wonderlands recently got a patch i think when the second dlc dropped where some players Mm, were reporting that their uh story progress had been erased and it, it wasn't just a small sample size this was a lot of people uh, I was thankful that it didn't happen to me because I'm one of those people who would have really freaked out about it. But th- this was originally going to be a, a pretty like negative news story, but I got to hand it to Gearbox. They turned it around and fixed it the very next day. It was like less than 24 hours, yeah. When they fixed it, though, some players were reporting missing inventory, but that was also fixed like Ooh. in a couple of hours. So I gotta give the team props that like this was a quick turnaround and that like if you had lost story progress, it was, you know, returned to you. But you gotta wonder like how something like this might happen. And I get that it might have just slipped through the cracks because it didn't happen to me. But like if it did, I'd have been like very nervous about like, oh, is my progress gone for good? Because, you know, there's been some game breaking things in games before that you like you've lost progress or you've been unable to continue. Or even with Gearbox, you lost about 60 golden keys back on Borderlands. I lost all my golden keys. I lost every single one of them. I didn't use a single. I think I used like maybe like two. So I was just going to bring that up. So it's like, what about my golden keys? So when Borderlands 1 came out uh i remember how many keys was it it was like a hundred right it was like a hundred something like that it was a good amount of keys gold keys to kind to kind of you know i was gonna use them was it was it just a bonus for getting the or was it like logging in with shift onto bl1 because i remember there was something to log in with shift because it like you got special heads and everything that were on the ps4 i believe it was a pre-order bonus 
And it was also like logging in, pre-order bonus, stuff like that. So it was a bonus. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And I lost all of them. And I remember messaging them and I never got them back. And I was just like, not too much of a deal. It's just like, oh, well. I mean, I, I shared guess I mine, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I even got through like a good amount. But still just like the principle is just like, well, I lost all my keys. And it's just yeah. like, gotta just use them. Can't really use them to like, just be like, oh, my gear is really bad. Let me see if I can get some good stuff right now. If I had the same thing happen to me on like a uh, Borderlands 3 or a Wonderlands, I'd have been like seething because a lot of times, especially in Wonderlands, you can actually pull some good stuff from that golden chest. It just seems like Wonderlands has been like a refinement of things that were kind of not up to par, I guess, in in the Mm -hmm. older games. From the end game to the golden chest to just like the way loot works or is instanced or changes with your chaos level but that's we can save that for a a discussion of wonderlands as a whole um later on when we've kind of both obviously both of us have a lot of you know room to keep playing that game as far as you know story content or end game build variety and everything it just seems though that despite this little hiccup in a patch that was to their credit fixed on time um Mm -hmm. wonderlands has been pretty much the defining looter shooter quote-unquote of the modern day i guess that's what i'm trying to say here (laughs) our other little news story is that with the arrival of playstation plus premium in asia and probably by the time this episode goes up a few other um countries it has been revealed that uh some of the ps1 games will have trophy support and I believe Siphon Filter is one of them. Uh, maybe Hot Shots Golf or I may, I'm thinking Tekken. I'm not sure. Te- I, I'm not for sure that Tekken. Siphon Filter has it, but um, Wild Ape Arms Escape might have it too. Have it. Oh, Ape, Ape Escape has it. Confirmed. Yeah, it. so I'm pretty sure Ape Escape will probably have it. And and this is kind of beyond your PS2 Classic trophies because these PS1 games, they have Platinum trophies. And they also have separate PS4 and PS5 trophy lists. So this is mm-hmm. really going to make people kind of more enticed to go and download some of these classic games and play them versus like oh i own you know the snes mini i'll play Star Fox for five minutes and then say oh that was pretty cool trophies always did this thing to a game with me where it like adds replay value or it adds like an incentive to you know get a nice little digital collectible if you like destroy 30 enemies in a minute or something like that yeah it's just like that many trophies but uh we've been seeing it from how i told you how there's people who have years of playstation plus stacked for years and Mm -hmm. how much the difference would be and it's just like we're kind of seeing maybe some of them but we'll see how it goes through hopefully we we i really wish they would just launched it much sooner than the like june i know it's a couple weeks away but i wish i honestly think that it maybe it should have been a global launch i understand maybe Mm -hmm. they're testing servers i I don't know what goes on behind the scenes there's obviously a reason that they're doing a uh uh like a domino rollout of this like a we'll release it here one week and then in a week we'll release it here there's obviously a reason for that but i can't help but like pokemon used to do that to go back to pokemon where like japan would get a pokemon game like months before the the u.s did persona's always been like that persona 5 came out in japan like half a year before it came out in america but it just seems like ps plus is like 
we're seeing all these cool things on the service, and I'm like, why do we have to wait? The wait, yeah, that's that's my problem. Just like, I don't know, it should have been. We're sooner. in a drought here of of new games. I think after the massive February of like Elden Ring and Horizon, um, we're just kind of in that space. Summer's never been really great for games, but right now it feels especially kind of slow. It's, man, it's it's just like. It is is like there really not gonna be anything dropping this summer. I'm trying to really think what could have. The most I can think of is that Mario Strikers is coming out, uh-huh. but that's not a game that I can sit there and play for five hours at a time. Yeah. Um, but you've got Xenoblade for RPG fans, which comes out at the end of July. Not an opportune moment, I think, but you know, still. And then you have another RPG in August with Soul Hackers too. But the game that screams summer, Splatoon 3, isn't coming out until September 9th, which is the tail end of summer. It's basically so, fall. It's a fall. Yeah. Drop. It's going to be a summer of classic re-releases. Capcom Fighting Collection, Sonic Origins, Cowabunga Collection, Shredder's Revenge is probably going to drop this summer. Um, I'm sure we'll know about the release date of that on, on June 6th. They said they were going to like reveal. Limited Run, I think, was going to do a, a physical for it. But mm-hmm. it, it's like... Summer's going to be good for classic games. I mean, when this episode goes up, Pac-Man Museum Plus will come out, which I think is a great value. For $20, you get 14 Pac-Man games, including Pac-Man Arrangement, which I consider to be the best one. But it's 14 old games, where our new games are, are going to be few and far between, which might also lead you to believe that winter will be stacked or the holiday season but starfield and redfall got delayed so what does xbox have to show and then god of war is kind of the only thing we know for sure is probably going to come out on the ps5 as far as triple a games go this year so i guess in the grand scheme of things it's good that you know we can get you know ps plus premium at a discounted rate since we already own playstation plus but i think in the grand scheme of things it's just going to be interesting to see what different games potentially neither confirmed or denied will be on ours um because i think in the the asian market one they have like a toy story game for the ps1 so (laughs) i forgot that existed yeah anyway that's something we're going to be keeping a very close eye on because it's definitely an exciting moment but it's also a moment where there's a little bit of trepidation i think so that's playstation plus uh, last news story we have for this week, uh, Multiverses, that Warner Brothers fighting game, got a beta. Now, I didn't get a code to play the beta, but I've seen, uh, you know, a few snippets of gameplay here and there online. But you, you guys got a beta code. I did. I did end up getting one. Basically, I didn't sign it up. My brother came up to me and said, I have it. There's a friend code. They're saying you can give, if you get one, you have a friend code. Oh, that, that's cool, actually. It. Yeah, basically. I've never heard of a link. beta doing yeah. that, so that's kind of cool. Send me a link, signed up, and, and I made an account with the Warner Brothers, you know, for all that, for any any type of game, basically. Yeah. Told them the platform. They said, all right, here's a code. Put it in. Put in the code. Downloaded it. Tried it. So I'm trying it. I played it for a little bit. Um... It's one of those things where, personally, me, I know there's games like the Nickelodeon one and, like, Brawlhalla, but I think what, I guess what what I think that they don't understand what makes, 
Because obviously the game that started is a Smash Bros. There's yeah. I don't think there's any game prior to, to Smash Bros. To it's like that plays like it. Yeah, exactly. So you can't help but it, it compare it to that. But I guess what most of these companies aren't understanding is that every character does have a different style and maybe flow and and I guess combos. But at the end of the day, if I play like Smash Bros., let's say. I wanna. I really want to play as. Let, let's look at Brawl because I grew up with Brawl. Let's look at like sure. I want to play a Snake. I I'm, I mastered Snake. I, I understand Snake. I know how he works, his move sets, and the button commands and inputs and all that. But let's say let's look at a lower character like Ganondorf, right? And I remember I'm not the best Brawl player, but I'm more. I was more than average. So. Me playing a snake, I would mop the floor with mostly everyone that I knew. Mostly. There's obviously, I would lose here and there. There's no problem with that. I'm going to say I'm not the best. But yeah. uh, to a point where they're like, you have to play Ganondorf, right? And now you look like, oh, Ganondorf, he's such a weak character. He's a slow character and this and that. But I would still win matches because I believe what Nintendo gets, it's, yes, there's different styles and there's different ways of playing a character. But foremost everyone should have the opportunity to just pick any random character and be able to play them like it's no yes. problem it's a party smash game. has it's always like... had like a really decent balance like i know yeah. hardcore smash players will um probably you know have a rebuttal against that but to me as a fun smash player it's like i could always go in and have a decent time with 99% of the characters, there might be a character that's a smidge more gimmicky than all the others that I just can't wrap my head around, but that's not really that's like what Smash character. is about. Yeah. No, yeah, it's just like, at the end of the day, competitive can can have their list of who is the better to fight with, but then it's like casuals or whatever can have just like, play anyone you want, doesn't matter, you know, it's all the same inputs and, and all that. But I feel like with this game... I'm thinking you're getting towards like, there's somebody who's OP, and the beta is probably going to be the place to give feedback on that. Am I right? Yeah, it's sort of like I the beta character you play for for like training is like Shaggy, and Shaggy yeah. is like he he seems pretty all right. But then I was like, all right, let me get into a real fight and let me play as Bugs, and the it it just felt too different. Where it's like I'm pressing the same buttons, but they they sort of do the same thing, but sort of at a different point where it's like. They're trying to not make it, at least from from what I've played a few couple minutes of, like, I can't give a full input on it. I gotta play it more, but it just seems like characters are too different, where you can't just pick anyone and just play it like it's normal. Like, every character has a style, and it's like, you gotta find it, which is kind of a bad thing, because it's just like, what if you really want to play this character, but like, nope, you can't, because like, they play a certain way, and it's just, you can't feels very Street Fighter-esque in that way, like, it might not play the same, but like, in Street Fighter, if you really like a character in their charge, and you can't wrap your head around charge it's not going to be a fun time for you like i love a few characters uh, that are charged but i just can't do it even guile is like that i like guile's cool but he's charged and i can't do it so i use nash nash and guile have the sort of the same type of like theme so yeah and obviously nash you could do any input and you'll something cool will happen yeah i was like so like obviously i do is it something like chun li i'm all right with chun li like her charge is whatever but my point is it seems like they're trying to do this whole like Bugs Bunny won't play exactly like Shaggy and this and that, but I think that's the wrong way. Which is like you can, it should really focus on play as anyone, and you can input as much as you want, and it'll basically come out the same outcome. Obviously, there'll be a higher level where people who understand it 
Oh, there's yeah. no blocking. There's only dodging. There's only like dodge rolls. So there's no okay. block. So there's no shield really like weird. that little yeah. blue orb that they have in Smash Bros. Yeah, that's that doesn't exist. There's only dodging. So dodge now, rolls and dodge. Now, when you knock somebody out of the arena, does that count as like taking a stock away? Yes. Okay, because like I was thinking about PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale, where you had to like hit somebody with the special move to take one of their lives away, or something like that. Decent amount of characters, but what I will say, this scares me. Obviously, it's a free-to-play game. There's a battle pass. Obviously. Of course. Every game has a battle pass. But on the battle pass, they seem to have characters that are locked behind the battle pass. And Are we talking playable characters and not just yes, costumes? it seems like playable characters. Ooh, so now that I believe like uh Cake from Adventure Time, the the alter ego of Jake, the yeah. di- I guess a different dimension, different universe Cake, I believe is like the final tier and I believe she is a fightable character. From what I what it looks like and what it presented as, it's a playable character you can unlock. So it wouldn't just be a skin for like Jake or something? Like switch no, the skin to I hope cake. that's what it is. Hopefully it's just a variant and it's just like just a different skin, which that's fine, yeah. but my point I would hate is, to hear that there's actual characters and not just like skins or redecorations hidden behind a battle pass. Because like I think Chocobo GP does that. Yeah, and that's like where I'm going at. Where if you're gonna do characters, yeah, you, I guess you have to make your money somehow because it's a free to play game. But don't do it behind a battle pass. Just sell them as a pack. Sell them as like pack one, and it comes with like four characters and like pack two and stuff like that. Sell it for like. 20 15 bucks or whatever or like five bucks or whatever it is and it's just like just put them in because having characters hidden behind a battle pass is just sort of like the worst thing you can do because then there's characters that are locked behind a battle pass and you'll never yeah like cloud and chocobo gp is in the battle pass cloud probably the most famous final fantasy character ever i'll say this that season where where fortnite did marvel um doom is part of that battle pass so i basically i can never unlock doom doom was a was a yeah. battle pass exclusive and that's another thing about available. those things they don't you know recycle rewards in the battle passes no. probably because people paid for them when they originally came out which is like fine but it still just kind of bothers a lot of people because it's just like if someone just didn't have the time didn't care for it or just like are barely getting into it and they want to just drop in a character that they could really like and really admire and just really want they can't because it was a battle pass exclusive i've always been a fan of the whole idea where like the maps are free the characters Mm. are free pay for the cosmetics Cosmetics that way your enjoyment of the game isn't you know hampered by not having a character who's good maybe it's hampered by not having a really dope costume um and i get that that sucks because there's some you know that golden boxing glove and fall guys i'm not gonna have that it sucks but at the same time it's all right i'm not at a disadvantage because i don't have the golden boxing glove no yeah it's it's just hopefully i i misinterpret it and it's just like no it's just a skin or it's just whatever it's not an actual character but if they are doing straight characters in the battle pass that's i feel like that's a major negative because then if they release a really good character that was part of the battle pass and won't ever be like brought back it's just like now the people who obviously unlocked it have it forever and everyone else who didn't get yeah. it oh well too bad i'm hoping that it's just a skin 
myself, but did, did was there a good selection of characters in the beta? Did they have everyone from like that trailer, like Garnet or you know stuff like that? Garnet, Steven, Finn, Velma, Batman. Oh, which is off the top of my head. Harley, Daffy, not Daffy Duck, Bugs Bunny, Tasmanian. Bugs Bunny. Yeah, Tasmanian. Uh, some other character that I don't know where they're from has a sword. I forgot. Um, Shaggy. So um, when you. When you crouch with Velma, does the screen actually get blurry? Because I saw that as I like a video. I believe that's true. I have, I have okay. That, that's kind of funny. Batman. I, I like Superman. things like that. Yeah, some of the deep Wonder Woman. I'm sure is in it. Harley Quinn. Yeah, Wonder Woman isn't isn't it? Uh, there's this is off the top of my head, but uh, probably give it. It's for me. It's just okay. I think I'm just because I'm over mechanically. The whole is it thing. floaty? Is it responsive? It is kind of floaty. It is kind of. I feel see, like there's oh, a see. <laughs> It's like I was gonna say that's like it's okay. I think it's just one on one end. I'm 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 over the whole like Smash Bros. because yeah. I played Brawl to like from nine to five. It was a game that I played a lot, Same and thing. then and then the new stuff is just like eh. It was just like I guess it just got way too competitive and people took it way too serious after Brawl because people yeah. were like, oh, this is not so good. It's not like Melee. Melee was so competitive. I'm just like it's not really meant to be competitive. It's oh, a, I don't it's even party like game. Melee, man. No, I think I think that's when it came out. It was fine, but now it's just like, come on, guys! You know, ultimate is the redefinement of Smash Bros. I got burnt out, and then it was just like, uh, yeah, for me, it's okay. Um, It's it's just okay. Um, That's all I really have to say. It's just like it's just okay. I think they they shouldn't take it as serious. Just make it more of a party game. Yes, that's my opinion on all games like that. Just make it into a fun party game. If people want to start getting competitive about it, then that's their scene. I'll stay in my scene where I've got Smash Ball turned on, Pokeballs on, Laser Swords on, everything. I think that's on. I think that's what honestly makes a lot of things no longer fun is when they people take it way too serious. Yeah, and they try to like. I'm telling you, Fall Guys, if everyone just did not care if they won or lost and just, like, let's see how far I can get, win or lose doesn't matter, it'd be much better. Because, you know, there's people that do, like, all types of tricks to, like, knock people out on purpose in yes. sort of, like, you in, notice in, it in a serious when you're manner. you're going for a golden yeah. costume. Like, when I went yeah. for the tuxedo, it's, like, that's when you notice that there's people on that are also going for that golden tuxedo. And you're just, like, well, now I, I know I'm going to be sitting here for five hours frustrating myself. But I still you know, got it. <laughs> No, yeah, it's still, like, you, you could tell there's a difference between people who just do it to be fun and just, like, get it, fall guys, like, you can just push people off. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the whole part of it. But then, you know, there's people out there that just take it way too seriously. Like, it's a, it's an actual, like, 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 method they use to be like, yeah, I use yeah. this to win all the time. It's just like, man, it's just, it's just a game at the end of the day about beans yeah. going around and trying to capture a crown. Like, it's just for fun. Fall guys coming back here pretty soon. <laughs> See now that's I'm a I'm gonna make things see because everything has to be a, a esports. Let me let, let's let's take one of the just like weirdest game and make it into an esports. You know what? Let's take a what's the game that no one's ever been on in a while. We just make it into an esport and just take it seriously. Everything has been esport these days, man. Uh, let's take um, Devil May Cry Five. Dang it! Make it an esport. Anything that has a competitive mode, make it an well, esport. It doesn't, but it has Bloody Palace, and I guess you could compete in Bloody Palace. <laughs> I was gonna say take Red Dead Online and make it an esport. The whole like 
um, hunter that, battle royale <laughs> mode because because that's the one thing I really do like. Remember when like Evolve became was trying to be like an, an the next esport thing? Yeah, Evolve was like Everything the is, yeah. original example of your co op like asymmetrical shooter. No, yeah, and everything just has to be an e- that's why that's what I'm saying. Like they don't, they should not try to make this an esport game. Just make it a fun party game. Don't take it too serious. As always, with news out of the way, every week we like to do a quick segment called Pokemon Drip. This week we're going to look at the clothing and fashion of Misty from Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Um, gotta say, this is one of my favorite designs of Misty. Like, we're obviously looking at the newer version of the character, but I feel like everything is, like, part of... Like, everything works. Like, the shirt and the undershirt match the shoes, and then you got the blue part on the back of the shirt that matches the blue tongue of the shoes. It's just, like, there's a lot of coordination going on here. It, it's very, mm-hmm. it looks very comfortable. Definitely feels like we're dealing with a water gym leader here. Uh, I mean, without a doubt, next to, like, Ash himself and maybe... You know, Pikachu, Missy's one of the most recognizable characters of Pokemon. Most Yeah, people... and also one of the one with many different redesigns, too. Like, we're not looking exactly. at all of them today, but, like, this is just the most recent one. The most recent one. I mean, it, it, like I said, it works. Shirts and, obviously, shoes matching. Uh, maybe matching too much. Who knows? Who could tell? It doesn't really bother me. It's, it's fine. Hair. I think if you got rid of that ponytail part, that's just, like my problem because like it doesn't swoop down and it kind of sticks out which is weird to me but that's that's just I, hair it doesn't really i could matter. be wrong about this but i think in the gold and silver misty i don't think she has the ponytail but i could that, be yeah. wrong about that but i i mean i haven't looked at that i haven't seen a picture of that one in a while but i mean it's, overall i mean yeah go for it's it. basic but safe it's a safe outfit it's not too much but it's also like it's sort of just like it's not doing too much and it's safe, and there's not really, you can say, like, oh, that's a bad outfit. Like, no, it's a nice outfit. It's a good outfit. There's nothing wrong with it. Everything is pretty much matching or the right colors to match or anything like that. And it's just, like, you can't really say anything's wrong with the outfit. Now, is it too plain to give a five Bidoofs out of two? Would we is settle it at four plain? Bidoofs? See, I would settle for... Like, is this drip? I'll say... Is this drip? See, now that's the real question. Is it? it does saying. it look fine? Yes, it looks fine. I give that five. But is it drip? I say it's safe. It's basic. I give it three because it's just like it's not as drippy as I say it could be. Three is there, three is a not, fair. Three Badoofs out of five is. As I think, it's like it's safe. It's yeah. not the worst. Because we have to look at safe. what we're actually rating here, which is yeah. That's the, the, the outfit is fine. Yeah. Outfit is fine. It's it's a five, whatever. It's fine. But as like this, like drip, eh, you know, it's kind of been done here and there. So it's not as unique or as different as like to say. So yeah, you know, I mean, how many fashionable styles as a, as a water person can actually do? Because it's like you can't really wear baggy clothes because it should be hot wherever you're. There's water yeah. unless they're in the, you know Antarctic, but no one's like surfing i know there are people that do it actually yeah and i feel like the our criteria can change on a weekly basis so like it when does we look cause... at someone like blaine we might be like well he definitely looks like a scientist but that's that's not going to be for a few more weeks here I, i'm just saying it'll be interesting to see when we get to the gala region uh gym leaders because they all kind of wear uh the same thing just like a different version of the same thing so that'll be interesting but that's that's not going to be for a while but no yeah i mean I'm like yeah 
I was gonna tell you every time I look back on just some, I'm just like, yeah, I think that was a good, uh, good drip. And then I was like, nah, I didn't like. Like I said, there's some where I changed my opinion. I'm like, actually, yeah. it wasn't that bad. So I guess the consensus is there for Misty. Three Badoofs out of five. Maybe three point five. Pretty, pretty up there. And I do have a Nintendo Direct rumor. It's on a crumpled paper, hastily thrown into the podcast studio's mailbox. It says, I can't even with you guys anymore. But rumor has it that there's a motocross Mario game coming out. Now, we've got Mario Kart. Mario Kart has bikes. But for the first time ever, Mario and the crew are going off-road in this new motocross adventure. Think Monster Supercross the game, but, like, amazing. Or think, like, you know those old motocross games for the PS2? Except Mario, and therefore very polished. uh, Running, of course, on the fabulous Nintendo Switch. I mean... Is it so shocking that they've done it? Not really. Uh, What's more shocking is they haven't done it yet. Yeah, it's more shocking that they haven't done it yet because we've got all kinds of other sports. We don't have a Mario skateboarding game yet, but there was a Nintendo Direct room where there was a Donkey Kong skateboarding game not too long ago. So it's like, I don't know how they're going to have competing skateboard franchises. Nintendo doesn't really do that. I mean, they had Diddy Kong Racing and Mario Kart at the same time. That's true, but Diddy Kong Racing was made by Rare. Still published by Nintendo. Nintendo could easily uh, yeah, been like, no, we already have Mario Kart. Yeah, I guess that's kind of arbitrary. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Nintendo could have been like, no, we already have Mario Kart. Don't try to compete with us. It's like, yeah, just release it. We don't care. Now, my question is, do we go past the Mario universe and playable characters? Because as we've stated before with Mario games, they are like relegating themselves to a couple of characters. They're not making like outlandish characters like back in Paper Mario and Paper Mario the mm-hmm. Thousand Year Door. They're kind of sticking to the same, you know... Mario, Luigi, Peach, Rosalina, Toad, etc. Like, I don't even think Daisy's going to be in Super Mario Strikers, which is baffling to me. Um, That's crazy. But I'm wondering if, like, maybe we'll have crossovers with other Nintendo franchises like Mario Kart has gotten into. I mean, I would not... I mean, there's no question about it. They probably would. I I don't doubt it. Actually, thinking about something we talked about a few weeks ago, doesn't this sound like the proverbial Mario Kart 9? Something completely different while Mario Kart 8 continues to exist? Mario Kart 9 can, can be a, a racing similar like Gran Turismo, and it and it would not matter because even if it fails, they could just be like, Mario Kart 8 still exists, go there. And like I said, if they're going to do Mario Kart 9, it has to be different. It has to be something new. It cannot just be Mario Kart 8 upgraded or whatever. It just has to be different, different type of map, like looks and, and loadouts and, and design. And it's like, it has to just be different. It has to be. I'm I'm gonna make a guess for Mario Kart Nine right here on the podcast of what I think is gonna be shell cell uh, uh, shaded. No, I mean it might be, but that's not my guess for what the mechanic will be. My guess for the mechanic of Mario Kart Nine is that you will go between dimensions. So if you go on one level, you can go through a portal and will change to another level. I think that is my guess for the gimmick. How come? How come they won't have a uh, quintuple shells? Instead of three shells. Well, technically, in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, you can have quintuple shells. Because you can hold two items. but it's not, it's not really quintuple if you can't uh, have it all in one slot. That's true. That's true. So maybe they'll do that. But my, my guess is that you'll be traveling between dimensions within levels. It just seems Actually, like that's something that they would do. What would, what would be a power-up from an old Mario game that you would enjoy being in a Mario Kart? Like, any Mario uh, game. Something from Super Mario Land. 
So we were, I was thinking like the Hammer Bros brother suit from three, and like there, it's mm. like hammers that you can throw, like kind of like the fire one, but yeah, and the but it's like instead of it being too jumpy, it's just like you throw it at a like how like Hammer Brothers usually throw it, like it's it goes up to a U shape and kind of la- so you get like a, a radius on like where it will land, and you can yeah. throw the hammer and just like in, in anyone in that general area, if they if it gets hit, like obviously if it hits them, it's just like oh well. Yeah, it would be pretty cool. Honestly, what I want to see most from a new Mario Kart, and this has nothing to do with the rumor, obviously, put all the costumes from the mobile game in the game. You could play as uh, Super yeah. Mario World Super Mario in, <laughs> in the That's true. mobile game. Like, what? We don't even have Dixie Kong in the mainline game, but she's in the mobile game. I would love to have Dixie Kong true. in Mario Kart 8. I think Deluxe. more characters should have been added to 8 than just the couple we got, definitely. But Well, it's just cool. like Mario Kart has this thing where we've got like four different versions of Mario, four different versions of Peach, four different versions of Luigi. It's like, how about you put them all under the same branch and add characters that we've hmm. never gotten in the game? It's just like, like there is a I've few. heard that. I've heard that from like Fighter Z that like it's just Goku different oh, variants. Yeah, it's just course, like it should have just been Fighter one. Z has yeah, it should have all been one. Ca- it should have just Goku. Goku. Yeah, and it should have been just like obviously each version, like each state does have a different like character like fighting input and out. You know, something yeah. like that. That's how it should have been. But my point to that is yes you can argue all oh, where's dixie kong where's this but at the same time do we really want mario kart to be the next like smash bros where in a couple of years we're gonna have a uh, all these characters from all nintendo now it's just nintendo kart instead of being mario kart because well, honestly do we want I, it and is it going to happen are two very different things because wanted or not that seems to be the direction that it's heading in i with really don't like tracks that. and cars I don't like that. I don't like that they added like Zelda and like and like the Animal Crossing characters because it, it, it's just it's like kind keep of it losing strictly, its identity in that. Yeah, in that respect. keep it Mario. Keep it where Waluigi. I wonder if there's any character that hasn't been in a Mario Kart game in a while. That's what I'm thinking of. Like Toadsworth, obviously. You could bring back Rob. Um, maybe some yeah. characters like from the um, RPG guess, series, okay. like Fawful or something like that. I guess. I guess I'll say this. I will allow. If for me to be can still consider a Mario Kart game where obviously it's the Mario universe, what about that really big uh, boar guy from the Bowser's Inside Story? He could also be a counter Bowser like. That's what I'm saying. Character. Some some characters from the RPG games would be would really be cool fun. because they never really appear outside of those games. I'll say this. I guess since Rob's technically not a Mario character, I'll guess I'll say just like Donkey Kong is fine. Uh, well then, yeah, Dixie Kong, Funky Kong. But Funky Kong's been series. in Mario Kart Wii, but they're their own, they're their own series though. Because you can say mm. that the original Donkey Kong was Jumpman and Donkey Kong, not like Diddy yeah. Kong, and that was all rare. And so it's a different, different well, kind of different people. If we're sticking to strictly Mario games, I think you'd have to go into the RPG series at this point. And I at don't feel like Nintendo is willing to embrace some of those quirkier characters because, like you see in the Mario Party games. Or even strikers, golf, or tennis. At this point, they've just got the same selection of characters without bringing the more obscure ones in. Like some of the characters from uh, Super Paper Mario would be really cool. Like Dementio, the the main villain of that game. Like this jester guy. I would love to see either a themed level or him as a playable character. Um, but it just seems like they won't, you know, bring those into the more popular 
sports or, or racing Mario games, and it's kind of a shame because they've got a lot of good characters in that back catalog. <laughs> this is just a Nintendo Direct rumor. We started just talking about Mario Kart 8. <laughs> I like how we went from, like, to a genuine, like, Nintendo Direct rumor to straight up Mario Kart 8 talk, and just, like, Dine has to be different, and just, like, will Mario Kart lose its character if it just starts adding random characters like Link and Animal Crossing? Because, like, I was going to say... You know what you could do... I, you could take the idea of a Nintendo Kart and make it into this Mario Cross and call it Mario Cross Frontiers because it's going beyond the frontier of Nintendo games. It's, here's this series. Here's the, bring Sonic in. Come on, it's on a Nintendo Switch. Anything can happen. I mean, I'll, I'll say this. I'm fine with like one or two guest characters. I would not enjoy if like you got Link, Animal Crossing, and then like captain falcon imagine like captain falcon people are like oh but that would be cool yeah but it's just smash bros kart instead of mario kart at this yeah. point a lot of yep, potential that's a, direct <laughs> a lot of potential in this in this direct oh one of these days what a rumor. we're gonna we're gonna we're that gonna nintendo direct right. is just around the corner though robert i, I can i can <sighs> any sense guesses? it in my feet any guesses on if they'll actually announce like I don't think they're going to announce a new Mario Kart game. I do think they'll announce something cool. I don't think they cool. will. Maybe Metroid. Do you Jordan. think, do you think they'll announce uh, Legend of Zelda, like Breath of the Wild, like something new? Like, not just like a delay update, like, oh, sorry, we're delaying it. No, I think there'll be a new trailer, though. I definitely think That's it's going to come out in March. What I want to know is, like, I guess to wrap it up here, I just want to see a Metroid trailer, and I also want to know if a Switch 2 is coming. But I also want to know what's coming to Nintendo Switch Online because I've heard some rumors of what might possibly be coming, and it's very exciting. So just just Hopef- to wrap up that topic. <laughs> Hopefully Nintendo Switch 2 is not just a 4K upgrade where it's like... Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for it, more power here, not just a resolution boost. Yeah, I'm looking for more frames or more textures or more pixels or something. Just like yeah. it has to and be genuinely different. The Switch is a first-party machine. If you play mm-hmm. a third-party game and you have another console, it's probably best to just play it on that other console unless you have to have, like, a handheld version of it. But as far as first-party output is, Switch is pretty unrivaled at this point. Like, in, as far as the Nintendo consoles, it, it's just been so amazing. But, yeah. Anyway, for right now, though, I'd say we've done an episode. Yeah, this should wrap up this week. Uh, haven't I mean, I've been getting back in on Evolution 1 because i purchased all the dlc i just fin- uh finished uh, secrets of dr wu Ooh, uh, yeah AKA, i say uh fiendish dr wu <laughs> i say next week we really dedicate some time to a couple of the games we've been playing like heavily I like think, ghostwire and, and jurassic world i think we we need to dedicate some time i think i think promise we'll do this at least i will We'll talk about news, but I think we shouldn't dwell on it too much, and I think we should just talk about actual games we've been playing for the past like week and give our opinions on it, because we haven't yeah. done that in a while. The news lull is going to be big next week, I think, because everything's going to be on a break pretty much before all the Summer Games Fest stuff. So yeah, I think we should just rapid-fire through it to get to the games. Mm-hmm. Anyway, guys, as always, we want to thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at Markers on the Map and listen to our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and our Podbean site please leave a five-star rating. And we'll be back next week with more video game news, views, all that good stuff. But for right now, there's not much left to say, except something that I can't,
quite remember if I've said before, and that is that the real Batman Arkham Origins Blackgate was the friends we made along the way. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Later.